Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hi again, everyone. We're glad you could join us for another episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. I am excited to welcome our guest today, all the way from Westford, Massachusetts. This is Brian Bileman, and he is the CEO of IUVO. And Brian, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join me for the podcast today. What would you like the audience to know about IUVO? Ah, well, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. I'm really happy to be on the show. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, IUVO, we're a managed services. We're an IT consulting company and managed services here in the Boston area. We are either the IT department for some companies or we are subject matter experts for those who don't have the expertise in IT all things cloud, security, uh, just about any anything dealing with uh, IT infrastructure, that's what we do. So uh, yeah, that's 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 the short of it. But uh, yeah, IUVO. Yeah, it's a, it's a growing industry to say the least because all of IT is growing. So that's a great service that you're offering because uh, people like me who don't want to worry about the IT stuff, it's good to know we've got people like you. So that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, let's get started with our questions today. Our first question. Now, Brian, as you've been kind of growing your business, I'm sure that there are some things that you've had to kind of overcome that you're especially proud of, a challenge or a setback or something that you're especially proud of. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that kind of an experience? Sure, sure. So um, Ayuvo has been around for 16 years. So throughout that time, we've I've, we definitely reached plateaus in our business, like, like we, where we see something visibly or something's not working or revenue is not growing where it needs to be or whatever. And so we had to take the time to pivot or reset uh, moments. Um, and there's just a couple I, I've been thinking about here. And one of them is that, you know, when we were very early in the company, it was, I have a co-founder named Jeff and we were, and we were running the company and we had a lot of people doing work for us. And we realized, gosh, we just cannot scale if it's just us, right? We have to this is broken. And so we basically created a team of directors. We empowered them to do things, give them uh, open the books, open all the information to them and said, we need your expertise. We hired you because you're great. You know, and, and we saw it, like, if you look at a revenue graphs, it's like, it was kind of flat a little bit. And then we did that and it jumped up because we became, we were the bottleneck. Right. And so it, it started, it started reinforcing things that like we could, you know, like the, this is the right way to go. Um, and I think that, and then fast forward a little later on, which is fairly, you know, a little more recent, is that we've been trying to align the whole company towards goals and effectively and, and be efficient because we're same thing. We're at, we get these plateau points like, well, we're doing pretty well, but we got some problems here. So um, we were we we weren't drilling down like we well, we had like objectives or goals. We weren't necessarily drilling down what was important. So we embrace something called EOS. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's, a, it's the entrepreneurial operating system. There's lots of different versions of it out there. The one we chose, we self-implemented, but um, it really allowed us to have a language and a structure um, to organize our business, our goals, be accountable. Um, and so it, that was a big, big change in our business because um, instead of saying, well, here's our org chart, here's our chart of, chart of accountability, here's who accountable for these things. So um, both of those, and we're going to have future roadblocks and we're going to have to figure out how to get over those. But um, those are kind of challenges that I think that worked out pretty well. That's fantastic. And that's a great example of being willing. Because 
I run into this all the time with the clients that I work with. They sometimes get that bottleneck that you were referring to. They try to do it all themselves and they don't realize that you're, you're now limiting yourself and you've got to be able to scale and to grow. And I love how you shared that example. That's a great example. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, question number two, how can leaders help to foster and cult and, and kind of cultivate creativity within their team or company? Ah. Well, I think um, creativity comes from part of it is because comes from the ability to take a risk, you know, mm -hmm. and so I think um, if you want people to be creative and a company to be creative, you have to empower the people to say, hey, you're empowered to do something creative. You're empowered to do your job in your own unique way. Um, and so you have to make sure that they understand the end goal and that that you have their back or your that that they have the 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 will the ability to make a mistake, for example. So if they know they can make a mistake because any kind of thing creative is not always perfect on the first time, then and you and it's like that's great. You made a mistake. Did you learn from the mistake? That's and then you go on. Um, so you hire great people really to do to do great work. So you don't, you, you can't, you gotta let them do that work. And so that comes from a kind of a culture of that being empowered. I think the final part of that ties it all in, I think is, is providing a framework uh, for them to do that. And it sounds kind of intuitive, like you want to be creative, but you want to give them a framework, isn't that bounding them up? But I think, I think of it like a, like the English language, you have nouns, you have verbs, you have adjectives, you've got a dictionary thesaurus, you've got all these tools, you get rules of English, sentence structure, and it allows people to really write, you know, great novels, poetry, whatever, because they're very creative, but they have this structure and I call similar to a framework. So we we found that we were doing some of these like creative things. And one of the things I, th I think is creative with us is outside of the marketing role, marketing is always pretty creative but productizing things like we want to make a product out of this. So we, we create this framework and people can work independently because they know, Oh, here's, here's the things that are going to help me get success, um, get support. And it's, it's like kind of the English language. So, so I think if you have some structure, people know what to expect. They can run with it. Uh, I think it allows people to be creative. Um, you know, they're, they're, you could, so that's, that's kind of a, that's, that's the approach I take. Oh, I love that. I love that approach because you're absolutely right. We do need to have a little bit of a framework, some some guardrails, if you will, but, uh, but allowing people to, to kind of take risks like you were talking about and make the mistakes once in a while, but create that environment where it's okay to make a mistake once in a while, as long as it's not uh, too over the top. But uh, that's what a lot of those guardrails and that framework that you're talking about can help is to make sure people stay within certain guidelines. So any, any mistakes or risks aren't too far out there that they're unmanageable. But uh, I love your approach, Brian. I love how you're doing that with your company, that you're creating that environment of creativity. So well done. Well, question number three. Well, I, I'll, I'll, go, go ahead. I was going to say, just one little add on to that is that we found that the mistakes were made were um, were so minuscule compared to the results that happen because you let them do that. So you worry about mistakes, but um, they barely they were they don't happen as much as you think they're going to happen. Well, and sometimes and we're going to get back to this question in just a minute, but uh, it's kind of like well, well, sometimes a mistake isn't always a mistake. Sometimes it turns into a win, but we'll come back to that here in just a second. Um, sure. Question number three, how can leaders help the team members or the employees trust each other? Yeah, trust is super important. Um, I think that your your whole organization has to have trust. And I think to, to do that, and one way we've tried to do this, uh, is you have to hire the best people. 
So you have a higher really A-plus players who are, who are good at a job, they work hard, they have a growth mindset, that type of thing. Um, when you start hiring lower quality people, um, the stars don't want to work with them and they don't trust them because they're working hard, they're doing new things. And, and so I'm going to clarify that a little bit because I'm not saying that you're not hiring, you know, only hire people with 25 years of experience and, you know, and have a PhD. I'm talking about people that even young in their career that have a lot to offer. They bring new skills to the table. They're, um, they, they work hard. They have a growth mindset. Um, and so they start res respecting each other and trusting each other. So they're, they know that they all have each other's backs. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, we five found that sometimes if you hire somebody who's not quite in in that area, whatever it might be, the, the quality of the company that you're looking for, it tends to be, come out pretty quickly. And so I think the one way to help that happen and help this this culture of trust is um, about your core values. So if you have a core values and you're establishing the company, you say, these are our core values, we're going to live by them. And and if people join that, they'll they can, I'm going to join this company because I believe in your core values. They're 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 aligned with mine, but they also expect them to be upheld. So if you have a core value of collaboration and and someone's not collaborating, then so anybody in the company should say, hey, you're not collaborating. Um, you need some coaching, or you're either going to be coached to get better, or you're going to be coached out. Um, but I think you know it's just that people know that the that the core values are again it's like it's almost like creativity do what you want but follow your core values are your guidelines and um we work really hard on our core values and it's made a big difference because we can hire we can fire we can promote based on like achieving or or, or realizing and living the core values i i just absolutely love that because it's it's shocking to me how many companies have a vague idea of what their core values are but they don't make them a part of everyday work environment and the culture because they're not using that to drive decisions. They're not using that to hold people accountable. I love that you're doing that because it makes a huge difference when the employees kind of know what's expected of them and know this is how we do things here. And I love your example of collaboration. Hey, if we're going to collaborate together and you're, we just sense that you don't collaborate very well, we're going to call you out on it in a good way, but, uh, but we're going yeah, to want, want collaboration. I love that. Love that. All right. Well, let's kind of go back there. Question number four is, is something we touched on just a second ago. Brian, if you can kind of reflect on a time when maybe you had to endure a setback or a failure, but you turned it into a win. Let's let's hear about that uh, experience. Well, I've had so many failures. Um, you know, I think you're not you're not afraid to try some new things. Um, talk about, you know, a culture of of uh, allowing some some uh, some failures. But um, I'm going to go a little outside the box on this one, uh, but I, but it's for, for, it was made, it was something that was, um, had troubles for a while. So I, I, uh, we hired a, a high performing jerk, right? This person, they were fat, they were a fast worker. They had strong opinions. They did really great. Honestly, they did a lot of good things for the company. Um, you know, and, and so we like, yeah, let's, let's keep going. But the challenge was they're, they're. They 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 said they tell the culture, but they were backstabbing everybody in the, in the other in that kind of thing. They were they were kind of causing um, uh, dis disruption in the company, but they um, and but they were but on the outside they were like, yeah, you did all this great work. So we when that person left, it really allowed us to find out that we had a missing core value that I talked about earlier, which was humility, and that was that was important to us. And we said, oh, you know what, we need humility because. 
in this particular case, the person took credit for everything that went well and never and denied everything that went bad. So, and so like, how could that, how can you not be part of everything? So we analyzed as a team, we became even closer. We started to trust each other more. Um, we realized we could have straightforward, even if they're difficult conversations, like, hey, I'm not really happy with the way this happened here. How can we, you know, so it was allowed us to, to by having this disruption in our business, and it wasn't necessarily the business part of it, but it was kind of the functional way the company worked. It was uh, it was kind of a troubling time, uh, but we learned a lot from it. We became a much stronger company, a much stronger leadership team because of that. So I don't know if that's quite a failure. Like we hired the wrong person. We didn't really realize it, but we hung on a little longer than we should have because because they did a lot of good stuff. Well, that's the challenge, especially with personnel, because if somebody's doing a great job, you don't want to just pull the rug out and cause disruption that could be bigger than the problem. But I do appreciate and respect the fact, Brian, that you decided, hey, this is this is not quite the right fit. And what can we do to prevent it from happening again? Because that's all that, that really failure is. It's learning from it and saying, OK, we don't want this to happen again. What can we do to prevent it or make sure that we're uh, responding in the right way or whatever the case may be? But the great response, great example. Glad it turned into a win for you. Well, question number yeah, five, yeah. our last question. It's kind of a fun question, but tell us a little bit about your first job. Um, so my first job was at 14 years old. I mean, so I, outside of mowing lawns and randomly doing things like this, this is my first official job. Um, and I've had a literally, strangely, I've had a job ever since. I really haven't had any gaps since I was 14 years old. And I'm, you know, 55 years old. But it was a, at a, I was a busboy at a Chinese restaurant. Um, I started a dishwasher. I got promoted to, to busboy. I rode my bike to work. Um, busy place. Had to hustle. It felt good to have a job. Um, looking back at some things, I didn't. I understand now, but it was kind of interesting. Is that he, I was paid in all cash, you know, kind of under the table, not on the table, but he would like pay people. You know, like I'm not sure. I never. There was no taxes or anything ever accounted for. Yeah. Um, people in the kitchen barely spoke English, but they got to go along just fine. And here's the strange thing. I, I got food poisoning twice from that job, uh, from their own food. I didn't realize that was food poisoning until later on. I When I found out what food poisoning was, I was like, oh, my God, I got food poisoning from the place I worked at. So, um, uh, but, you know, it's a, it was a good experience overall. I don't, I don't have any regrets about it. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I've, uh, I probably have said this quite a few times at the, um, during the podcast when I talk to guests and they they share a job where they were in a service industry of some kind and how it shaped them. And a lot of them say, you know, I never want to do it again, but I learned a lot from whatever it was that they were doing. But I love that. I love that. I'm sorry you got food poisoning, but at the same oh, time. Oh, well, you know, you know, I, I did like the food. It just didn't, you know, sometimes you realize maybe they weren't doing, they weren't as clean as they should have been. Right, right. Something got missed. So, well, yeah. Brian, this has been great. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, share a little bit of your wisdom and insights. How can people find you? Well, um, first place is our website, which is um, iuvotech.com, I-U-V-O-T-E-C-H.com. Um, and for me personally, um, I'm on LinkedIn. So my uh, LinkedIn is LinkedIn slash IN slash, I think it's B-B-E-I-L-M-A-N or look me up at Brian Bileman. I'm very active in LinkedIn. I like to share. I like to help network. I like to, uh, so personally LinkedIn, but if you want to check out our, our website, we have lots of, we share lots of content as well. So we'd love to share anything you want that's of value to you. Fantastic. Brian, thank you again. Really appreciate it. 
And thanks again to all of you who are either watching or listening. We always appreciate you joining us every week. We look forward to seeing and watching you next week. Thanks so much. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.